You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have you reintroduced yourself to your family as this is the first weekend without football? It's just a little taste of what we're going to watch or have to endure for the next couple months after Super Bowl 55 next weekend. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Give us a follow on Twitter at Bob Brack, at Clancy's Corner, and at Locked On AZ Cards. And soon... Give us a follow. Actually, you can do it right now on Clubhouse. It's going to be a fun way that we're going to interact with listeners. We'll have our own little chat room, basically, where we can all just kind of talk Cardinals football. We could talk the NFL. We could do whatever we'd like. Uh, that's coming soon to you. So is video. We are going to be, uh, you're going to unfortunately have to look at Alex, and then you can see me broadcast here as we talk Cardinals football, unbiased Cardinals talk, your team every day. Pretty big podcast on tap for you. Is Kyler Murray the second best quarterback in the NFC? Will Steve Keim have a tough time not thirsting over FC, FCS talent from the Senior Bowl? And Marcus Golden wants to return. Should the Arizona Cardinals prioritize bringing back Marcus Golden and not letting him get away a second time? We're going to get into that all on this podcast, uh, somebody less likable than the Robin Hood CEO. It's Alex Clancy, my co-host. What's going on, Alex? I'd rather make people throw up with my looks than my takes like you. Um, oh. I'd much rather be, uh, uh, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm not a good looking man. Okay, I'm losing my hair, Bo. Um, <laughs> and uh, everybody's going to see it. And uh, it's just, we may as well just rip the Band-Aid off. Bo is the haircut of the locked on Cardinals podcast. I pretty much carry the load everywhere else. So uh, this is, yeah, this is a, this is going to be a positivity podcast because we've, um, we've been on the negative train for a while. And listen, ever since the Cardinals missed the playoffs, these are just aftershocks as to why. So sure. Maybe some of this is just misplaced aggression on Steve Keim. But when it comes down to, the lack of production in the win column to get the Cardinals into the playoffs, it all comes back to the guy that put the players and the coaching staff in order, and that's Steve Kine. But we're going to pivot. We're going to have a nice, positive podcast today, and uh, it feels good. You know, it feels good. Don't force your positivity on me, Alex. Don't force <laughs> that on me. It, it has been a pretty negative week, and we've we've tried our best, but you're right. It's just one of those things where it just keeps bringing us back to the disappointing end of the season. Also, I want to throw into this podcast – uh, Pro Football Focus put out the needs for each and every uh, NFL team this offseason, what they say, what they believe the Arizona Cardinals' priorities are in the 2021 offseason. We'll see how they match up with ours. Real quick, why was why is DeAndre Hopkins trending on Twitter as we record this podcast? I'll tell you why. Because DeAndre Hopkins last night did a versus battle. With Jalen Ramsey, of course, the lockdown corner for the Los Angeles Rams. And during that, uh, I think it's like a battle. I don't know how they did it with a couple NFL players. Usually it's uh, it's it's rappers. Man, am I sounding white doing this. But DeAndre Hopkins on the broadcast with Deion Sanders called Deshaun Watson, his former teammate in Houston, an ex-Texan. And then Jalen Ramsey said, we all know where... 
Deshaun Watson's going to be next season. And I, he let it slip a little bit. With the, I don't know if he's going to get hit with tampering here, but he said he's going to be in L.A. And I know you can be a little vague there, but uh, you know, as the Ram, you know, the Rams cornerback uh, saying that Deshaun Watson's going to be L.A. It, Alex, real quick, we had our debate about Deshaun Watson with you know the Arizona Cardinals. I said that uh, you don't need to make a move or even entertain an offer for Deshaun Watson when you have Kyler Murray, but. In your opinion, where is it more dangerous for Deshaun Watson to end up in the NFC West? The Rams or the San Francisco 49ers? I would say the 49ers. uh, And the reason why is because the long-lasting nature of what that that roster looks like. It's young. It's inexpensive at this point. Nick Bosa, sure, he got his money by being the second overall pick, but Debo Samuel, second rounder, hasn't gotten paid. Brandon Ayuk, late first rounder, hasn't gotten you know a big deal yet. Um, I think it's San Francisco because even though the Rams have made a lot of moves, traded, traded a couple first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey, um, they cut ties with Todd Gurley, looks like they've re-upped with Cam Akers, but they're an older roster. Not by much, but they're an older roster. Deshaun Watson in Northern California with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, that's a scarier proposition for me because of how risky they how risk how much risk they take in an effort to put the best roster on the field on Sundays. You know, it, this is going to be a shocker to no one. I, I kind of disagree. I think that Sean McVay, if he's just if he has Deshaun Watson, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey, just that that's his the bulk of his roster. He can make that work. Like I, I've seen Sean McVay do more with less than Kyle Shanahan. Like Kyle Shanahan seems to have to have a stacked deck in order to really be a successful head coach. Look, he, he's as far as the X's and O's as a play caller, he's very impressive. But as far as what Sean McVay could do, we saw Sean McVay, you know, not only beat the Cardinals in the regular season finale to punch their ticket the postseason with John Wolford as their quarterback, but he also won a playoff game against the division-winning Seattle Seahawks. Like, I think Sean McVay, if you finally... Like, Jared Goff has some great ability, but we know that Sean McVay still talks to him until they cut off radio, uh, you know, abilities in, in his helmet at the 15 seconds. And you don't need to do that with Deshaun Watson. We haven't seen Sean McVay coach with an elite quarterback just yet and I I think that'd be interesting that's scary to me yeah I mean you know I you're right but I mean they both made a Super Bowl like they're both really good like it's both pretty terrifying I mean no doubt about it and you know 100% that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to be the head coach and GM forever they've already they signed long deals they just I think they both got extensions right like there, this is what stability in the NFC West looks like. And let's need, let's he was probably gonna get fired if Sean McVay didn't work. Right. Oh yeah. You know. So like it's and Leslie probably should have got fired a couple times before that. So I just feel like I understand that Kyle Shanahan's record isn't good. I understand that that Sean McVay's record has been good, but Deshaun Watson, wherever he goes next, is. I guess going to be his last stop. And I think the projection of the 49ers is just more stable and 
the ability to keep it more stable with how the foundation is put in place and not exactly from past efforts, but based on future efforts and what they've done, you know, it, just to, to bolster the lineup whenever they need to. I, I don't know. I mean, it's splitting hairs for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, would you it's look, bad would, for the Cardinals either way, would for you, sure. Would you rather throw to Robert Woods and Cooper Cup or Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo, who are the Yak Bros? Mo, mo, most of those guys get their catches around or even sometimes behind the line of scrimmage where I think the other guys are more vertical receivers. That almost fits Deshaun Watson's skill set a little bit better. But still, I mean, just the prospect of him having two, you know, pretty legitimate targets, more up and coming, unproven commodities with the guys in San Francisco. But, you know, we've seen that they can be so dangerous. Uh, Yeah, the, the prospect of it is very, very, very scary. Uh, this is Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack. Which team do you think would be scarier with Deshaun Watson under center in the shotgun? Let us know on Twitter, social media. Coming up, should the Arizona Cardinals prioritize bringing back Marcus Golden, or does the team have other things they need to get done before bringing back the pass rusher they brought back midseason. And is Steve Kahn going to be able to control himself with the crop that's emerging at this year's Senior Bowl and the debate of where Kyler Murray stacks up against the rest of the NFC quarterbacks? We'll get into all that. It's all coming up. Locked on Cardinals is a one-of-a-kind podcast. You're one-of-a-kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver, and you have questions, what qualifies as a deduction? Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process, since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you'd like to just hand the whole tax filing situation process off to an expert while you perfect that banana bread recipe. You got to dial that in. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or just let the expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that your one-of-a-kind uniquely you taxes are done right. Into it. TurboTax Live. The old saying goes, there's few certainties in life. Death. We just talked about taxes. And Built Bar being the best tasting protein bar ever. And it's new and improved. It's even deliciouser than before. And how's that possible? Well, it's they've added six new flavors on top of their 12 OG flavors. You know that raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, mint brownie, banana bread, they're all delicious. But they just added six new flavors that are equally delicious. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, apple almond crisp, just had that one. Amazing. And they're equally as healthy as they are delicious. They're great for the health-conscious person. Loser maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Right now, you can hook yourself up with Built Bars at a reasonable price. Actually, a great price. Just use the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Just go to the website, BuiltBar.com, and use the promo code Locked On. one word, for 20% off. So on the team website right now, azcardinals.com there's an article about Marcus Golden wanting to uh, stay with the Cardinals he says he would be thankful for a permanent stay 
in the desert, the Arizona Cardinals brought back uh, Marcus Golden. What was it, a fifth-round pick midseason? Sixth. Sixth-round pick. So it wasn't much to bring him back, and he was able to help out with a group that was uh, took the shot that Chandler Jones was lost for the season with a biceps injury. Um, and, you know, obviously his son Reddick emerged, 12-and-a-half sacks, but he's an impending free agent, unrestricted free agent. Um, and then you've got a re- restricted free agent, Dennis Gardeck, Another guy that uh, you're going to have to pay a little bit extra more, a little bit more money to your special teams ace, and a guy that uh, in limited pass rush opportunities made a big impact with seven sacks. So it's when you look at Marcus Golden and the prospect of him hitting free agency again. I mean, how do you how do you prioritize which pass rushers you're bringing back? And is Golden atop of that list, Alex? I mean. You bring Marcus Golden back for part of the reason why you'd bring Larry Fitzgerald back. And I know you're not directly comparing the two of them by any stretch, but Marcus Golden is ingrained in the Arizona Cardinals organization through his first time here, second time here. When he's here, the team on the field and in the locker room is more stable. And you cannot really put a price on that, especially because I was looking at an article going into the 2020 free agency. Marcus Golden was looking for $10 million a year on the, on the market, on the open market. He ended up getting one, one year and under $4 million with about two and a half guaranteed from the Giants. So if you can bring him back and he's, you know, he's 29 situation. He's more than a situational pass rusher. I mean, he's an outside linebacker. You have a guy that you trust to to strengthen your locker room, you trust to kind of keep the stability in the locker room and on the field. If you want to give him, you know, two-year, 10 mil with 8 mil guaranteed, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, it's a devil-you-know situation. It's a guy that you know that he has limitations. You know he's 30, but he's also not 40. And it's a guy that... I don't know. I mean, maybe you bring him in on a one-year deal. It really depends on what they're going to do with Hassan Reddick and Patrick Peterson to see he's not... The, a top three need this offseason. He's not something you're going to pay attention to towards the top of the list, but if you could bring him back on a team-friendly deal, I'd do it in a second. Yeah, I think that uh, Marcus Golden has shown that he, he deserves your attention in the offseason. You don't just let him walk, and you try to figure something out. The toughest thing is his inconsistencies You know, from season to season. you know, One season, he's got 12.5 sacks. The next season, he's got 2.5. Then he's got 10 sacks. And then he's got 4.5. It's just like... You you can't view him as a primary pass rush specialist that's going to consistently you know rattle the opposing quarterback. But he's a guy that plays every down. You're right about the locker room. He wants to be here. Um, yeah, he's not a top your list, but I think it, he's he's earned the right, and it would it would serve the Cardinals from a continuity standpoint to bring back some of the guys that had success getting to opposing quarterbacks from the previous season. If it's if Hassan Reddick's really going to you know command a huge deal this offseason, it remains to be seen. Do people believe in the 12.5 sacks that he racked up in 2020? Uh, we'll see. But as far as where the Arizona Cardinals are, they have Chandler Jones coming back, so they have the luxury of maybe not having to bring back Hassan Reddick, which, which, which stinks, but you understand it. Uh, you know, Marcus Golden, I think, would just be a good guy to kind of be an in-between, fill-the-gaps, glue guy, but absolutely not you know, a major priority. Lock. Right, glue guys. That, that's important, especially with a team that is kind of 
doesn't really have an identity yet. And we've talked about, we talk about it every podcast that they don't really have something they can anchor aside from, you know, individual players uh, strewn about the roster as a whole. You don't have one entity that you can trust and bringing back Marcus Golden would lend them to start just having a baseline of trust for the linebacking core. I mean, if, if not, if not for only the play on the field, but the locker room stuff and the glue guy, a nature of him. Yeah. that, That would definitely make sense. And it'd be a bonus. Yeah, it, it, they they don't have a lot of those guys because it is such a top heavy roster as we've pointed out a ton and during this you know the beginnings of this off off season it's it's important to have those guys that that I mean we've seen it where the success was on the offensive line especially early on in the regular season I think it was it was the continuity paying off huge it was those guys that group having you know having played together for the most part returning you know, four starters from the previous season or four guys that were on this roster the previous season, I thought that played out quite well in the Cardinals' favor, and I wouldn't mind seeing that on the, a defense that last year had so had to implement so many other new faces, you know, all all in every single level of that defense, from the defensive line to the pass rushers to the linebackers to the defensive secondary. It would be key for them to add a little continuity. Now, real quick... Uh, it's the the senior bowls going on in Alabama, and it's got a different look. But Alex, you were kind of pointing out to me that uh, it, it could be a Steve Kimes special down there in Alabama. Yeah, there's a like there's a center from Wisconsin Whitewater who is <laughs> taking the who's taking the like on the show that I produce uh, Jody, the drive with Jody Ayler. He was talking about this guy. That is taking like I, I've covered I, I've watched some stuff um, with uh, with um, the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. So Quinn uh, uh, Miners, Miners Quinn Miners M E I N E R Z, the center from Wisconsin Whitewater. Like he's he's getting all of the buzz out of out of the Senior Bowl from the offensive line position, and the reason why. Um, the reason why this is interesting, the reason why I brought it up, I mean, it's funny. It's like, you know, it, it's like buying the doggy stock right now. It's like, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But um, it's just uh, the first thing you think of is Steve Kime. Right. It's like, oh, that's right in Stevie Baby's wheelhouse. Uh, somebody that, you know, plays at a D3 school or whatever, D2 or D3 school. And, you know, you want to make a splash. You want to be the next David Johnson, who, lest we forget quickly, David Johnson had one stellar year one and a half stellar years okay so he's a third round pick awesome story but it's not like he was the next arian foster for five years or christian mccaffrey he had one and a half but it was a great draft choice at the time and this is where steve kime eats i mean drafting chase evans from fordham who's been fine um but you know it's it, it just made me kind of chuckle that there are some smaller school the players from smaller schools that are making uh Making big waves over the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Yeah, it it, it I, I kind of scares me. It does it because Steve Kime prides himself on that. He can't help himself, and you know, as as much as there's success stories, as you mentioned, David Johnson, there was John Brown out of Pittsburgh State. There's uh, there's just so many guys that he likes to take. He likes to. He took Chad Williams at a Grambling State. He wasn't even invited to the combine. It's it's pretty terrifying. Like what I really believe Steve Kime needs to continue to do 
and he did it a little bit in the 2020 draft, is take the guys from the Power 5 schools. Really, like if you want to take a flyer on a guy in the 6th or 7th round, do it. See if they pop. If you've got somebody from from UMass to Pittsburgh State to Mercer to wherever it may be, to where was it? Whitewater? Wisconsin Whitewater? Wisconsin Whitewater, bro. Yeah, a guy with a Z in his name. Miners? Is that his last name? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. If you want to take if you want to take that guy in the sixth or seventh round, that's fine. But if it's between rounds one and four, you stick with the guys that uh, with the blue chippers. You stick with the guys that have the most potential to draft that you can potentially that you can get an impact from in year one. And it, the the rarity of guys coming from those FCS schools, those small schools, uh, of them making them impacts year one. It's it's so rare, and Steve Kime might have had some success finding a running back. So have other other GMs and wide receivers, but I, don't, I just I, I I'd be hard pressed to to find guys that ha- consistently you can find with that that type of success. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is Kyler Murray the second best quarterback in the NFC? Let's debate that before we get out of here. It's the Lockdown Cardinals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Let me tell you about my huge victory last night. So San Diego was taking on top-ranked Gonzaga. The Zags legit this season. They are just an absolute buzzsaw. There's no talented roster in NCAA basketball right now. San Diego, though, were 28-point dogs at home. I took a flyer on them. I went to betonline.ag and took the Toreros, yes, that's their mascot, and took them at plus 28 and a half. The Zags won by 28. I was saved by the hook. An incredible victory in betting lore. You should be the next one that has one of these kinds of victories. All you have to do is log on to betonline.ag and sign up today. You'll get a free betonline.ag welcome bonus, 50%, using the promo code Locked On. With that, you can get $25 if you put in 50 to play around with for free. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action. Build that stack for March Madness. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus, which means if you put in 100 you get $50 free to play around with on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So I was reading an article where we could see close anywhere between 15 to 18 quarterbacks change rosters this offseason. It's going to be a quarterback carousel. It's going to be a lot of familiar faces in different places in 2021. It's exciting for the rest of the league. As far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned, you you can actually kind of rest easy that you've got your franchise quarterback. Kyler Murray coming back for year three. I think he's poised for even a better year than 2020. He uh, performed with 37 touchdowns, 11 of those on the ground, 26 th- throughout the air. Uh, a little uptick as far as his passing yards, just under 4,000, uh, 800 rushing yards, an impressive sophomore campaign for Kyler Murray. Is it is a little uh, premature to say that he's the second best quarterback in the NFC? Who, who would we be putting him behind? Would it be behind Aaron Rodgers at this point, uh, Alex? Would it be behind Tom Brady? Both those guys called the NFC home, but then outside of that, I mean, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy who's consistently as good and has the bit better potential than a guy like Kyler Murray. Well, those are two different things. I mean, I would put Russ like so if you're going to for the next 
seven seasons, who are the top quarterbacks in the NFC? Like, I say seven seasons because Russell Wilson's 32. So say this, the next eight seasons, who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFC? And obviously, there's going to be some drafted, but you look at the draft this year, you have Jacksonville AFC, Jets AFC. You know, Atlanta's probably going to draft a quarterback, but we don't know. Um, as of right now, I would put Russell Wilson as a, a as a quarterback that I would start a franchise with in the NFC as of right now for the next eight seasons. Aaron Rodgers is going to be retired. Tom Brady is going to be gone. And I would put Kyler Murray, too. Second, it's when you look at how top-heavy the NFC is regarding quarterbacks and how deep the AFC is, this is a beautiful time for a young, budding star to be in the NFC. Let me throw we'll one have- guy. Let me throw one wrench and one one other name, and and it's just we, we forget about him because he the the bad injury that he suffered. Dak Prescott, I think, is is probably worthy of being in this conversation. Maybe, yeah. I mean, he's got all that he's got. Yeah, I mean, he's got what they do with the offensive line will pre- predicate everything. And who knows? Maybe they won't bring Dak back. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they're going to probably franchise tag him again, see if he can play on on what was, you know, string cheese of a leg, unfortunately, with the horrible injury that he had. They're probably going to franchise tag him again. He's probably going to bank another upwards of $40 million, and then we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, Dak's numbers, nobody's questioning Dak's numbers. Um, His win-loss record is fabulous. But a lot of that, and it's true, and it's not a knock, it's just a truthful statement, a lot of that was predicated upon having the best offensive line in football by a wide margin, allowing Zeke to just eat because of how good the offensive line was. I mean, that's that's what their team was when they had an average defense, and he just had to game manage. And um, when you need him to, when you need him to lead a team down the field for a win, there are other quarterbacks that I would choose. I would still choose Dak over Kyler Murray right now, with past history. But I still think projecting into the future, I would still put da- uh, Kyler over Dak at this point. It's pretty fascinating to see before the 2021 season or before the 2020 season the top 10 quarterback rankings and who Kyler Murray has hurdled and you know obviously he's hurdled Carson Wentz obviously he's hurdled Matthew Stafford obviously he's hurdled Jared Goff I mean it's pretty impressive the guys that he's you know surpassed on these lists and I think it's it's you make a great point to where yeah as far as who would you like to build around and who you can rely upon for the next, you know, five to ten years, a lot of those guys are long in the tooth. And, you know, if you need somebody, if you've got a, a team that's needs a quarterback right now for the for the near future, now in the near future, just for the next one to two seasons, yeah, you can go out there, you can get Rodgers, you can get one you know, one of those types. But as far as being able to really be secure at that position for close to a decade, Kyler Murray is probably the second, you know, anybody, anywhere between you got, you're right. Russell Wilson, 32. That's pretty young as far as quarterbacks are concerned. And then, then Kyler and Dak somewhere in between. Right. I mean, you have, it, it's, it's a nice setup. The, the you're, you're at your picnic. The blanket is set. It just depends on if Steve Kime remembers to bring the food. <laughs> That, that throws you know a, I mean? that throws a giant wrench in your uh, your picnic plans if somebody forgets yeah. the food. I mean, you can't be at a picnic and be hungry, right? That's a terrible picnic. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought we so, I thought we did a great job on this podcast keeping things positive for the most part. Uh, it's been a fun week of shows. We've got some more uh, great uh, off-season talking points coming up next week. We'll start to preview the Super Bowl a little bit. Uh, hopefully we'll talk to guys like Josh Weinfuss, start to talk to some people in the know as far as the NFL draft. It's all coming up. It's going to be fun off-season that continues here on Locked On Cardinals. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow Alex and myself on Twitter, Instagram even, and now Clubhouse. If you're new to the new social media platform, at Bob Rack, at Clancy's Corner, same as our Twitter handles. You guys have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday.